Salam people, welcome back to the Wahda podcast. It's been a minute. Um, like I got my school and stuff, it's been long. Year 13, especially in lockdown, quarantine and stuff like that. Uni application's been a bit crazy. So I had to put this to a side. Alhamdulillah, we're back. And uh, just before we begin, um, Ramadan's around the corner. So if you're trying to get a gift for yourself, treat yourself or get something from someone else, check out Zadori, man. The urban fashion brand, Arabic Confused. They do clothes, hoodies, jewelry, everything, man. If you try and get a sign from that, sick, bro. And if you want to get a cheeky little discount, use the code Garmel A10. Uh, all capital letters. Uh, that's for you, cheeky little discount. But anyway, my guy. <laughs> How you saying? Like, it's bro. Harley. <laughs> bro, never still see if they don't see How you doing, man? You know, I'm doing, man. What about you? I'm nervous, bro. I'm always nervous. I'm nervous, me too, man. Just got to affirm it. Just got to affirm it. There's not one time I'm not nervous. <laughs> You're the best I'm looking at him. How you been, man? I'm like, you know, just getting here, isn't it? The lockdown's just yeah. a toll on everyone. Mentally, physically, you know. I mean, I would say I've been gaining weight, but I've been losing weight, so that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> Same way. So yeah, the first lockdown I gained weight, so I thought you know, this time let's not make the same mistake. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's good, man. But yeah, um, today we're gonna be speaking about quite a important topic, something that's been in the media quite a lot over the last year. But I think it's come back into the mainstream, like in the limelight recently, and that's the topic yeah, yeah. regarding Shamima Begum. Um, I don't know about you, bro, but. Like, I remember when we first heard about Shamima Begum. And, like, yeah, we were both really young. At yeah. the time, I'd say, 14, 13. It was yeah. years ago, I remember. Yeah, the Bethany Green girls, innit? Yeah, yeah, it was two of them, innit? Two or three. I think it was three. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was three, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was like, quite crazy. Was was shocking. Like, it was like 20, 2015, yeah, so years ago. No way. I'm learning. It was 2021 now, so... Time flies really. That's crazy to think with when she was 15, she went to Syria. I know that's it's quite a big thing just to swallow on its own, exactly. And for me to just kind of think about the way she's kind of being portrayed, I think that's something we need to talk about today, particularly because obviously, yeah, yeah. You come back home. I don't know if you saw like the newspaper articles, media. I think there was like a newspaper interview that she did and she said something about like she wants Britain to give her a second chance and yeah yeah I was a bit like, we both have Twitter yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know, Twitter. yeah that was not well received at all uh, everyone had their to say about that I mean there's both sides of the arguments to be said but it's like it's not just a black and white firstly uh, situation this much I mean the in general there's yeah. a lot more things that go into it mm. yeah that's the thing because I think it kind of opened a can of worms because it kind of showed I don't know about you but like when she was made stateless it kind of showed me something yeah. about state about the country that that we were living as because that that's a like baby that's, that's 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 elite so I've got a little little man here <laughs> uh, that's that, that's no. uh, you can hear you want to hear it. 
Say salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Wa salam. We've got another member of the podcast. <laughs> uh, Ali, go show Baba this. Yeah, show Baba. Go. After, after hours. Yeah, after hours, but you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's home. It's Friday night. Behind the scenes. So to relax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like yeah, I was saying, uh, that it's not a black and white sort of situation. There's so many factors into play here, which is which makes the whole thing complicated. Yeah. But a lot of people, I guess, don't really see that when it comes to the Shmima Begum situation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, is a, I guess, a brown girl, woman, who just fled to Syria and joined a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. That's what they see. There's a lot more factors you have to put into playing yeah. all this. There's way more nuance than that because people think that she just joined ISIS and now she's in a battlefield fight. Yeah. That's actually how people think. But that's <laughs> being they don't understand. And a lot of people are like, like, I think people got to understand, yeah, that when she went to Syria, she was a child. She was 15, mm-hmm. right? And you got to think about the, possibly the build-up, you could say, to her joining ISIS. She was green. And when you're a child, you be most like a charismatic person she was speaking to. So when you're speaking to someone like that as a child, you instantly become attracted as a friend towards them, you know, because they make you feel welcomed. And yeah. I'd say... As, per, as, as someone who knows what I've never been uh, like I've never experienced grooming but I've researched what grooming is yeah. and to know that she was 100% groomed by people online uh, during ISIS she was probably given an idea that ISIS was some utopia not what it actually was and as a child she probably believed that she did believe it yeah. so people don't understand that when she went to Syria and she got married and gave birth to children who died and passed away unfortunately she was still a child yeah, like, people don't crazy. understand that she's already been treated now as an adult, where she's a child when the majority of things happened. Mm. Not only that, one thing that really annoys me is you know how the UK has made a statement that's an illegal law. Yeah, people have done a lot of worse, not worse, but just as bad things that haven't made statements. Exactly. And I remember, like, there was a Channel 4 documentary about a white, woman, white English woman. And it was like a whole documentary about her trying to find her, her son. And her son went to fight for ISIS. And she went on like a oh, journey to bring him home. And that was yeah. a the, uh, channel, the whole, whole thing. But she, my, what was yeah, the outcome of it? They found out that he, I mean, he died in battle. Oh, man. So it's a well, thing. that's just... Like it's yeah. double standards. It's double standards. Double standards. Yeah. yeah, it's blatant. Because you see, I think I can't remember his name. There was a very, very famous uh, singer, all right, and he was involved in pedophilia uh, in Cambodia. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was a made stateless. He was actually allowed to serve some of his sentence in the UK. So it's just like he's a white man doing that. So it really, really gets on my nerves. Yeah, that's, like, that's the thing. of course I do not. I do not support Shmi Begum's actions whatsoever, yeah, cool. but there's a lot of things you can put into. And as the UK has, they should be following what Europe has done, where they, I guess, prosecute the, I could say, the people who fled to Syria in their own soil. Because if you look at the facts, yeah, take emotion out of it. She was and still is a British citizen. She, she's here as a British citizen unconditionally because her parents came in. So she's a British-born citizen. Yeah. And that, it's just 
a lot of things that I've just been just writing down. And I want to hear your thoughts on that. But she's just a British citizen. Like, take out the race, take out skin colour. She's a British citizen who's fed over a different country where she, you can't, you can't say she, I'm not going to support what she said, but she didn't really engage in all those sorts of heinous acts. And when she was asking for forgiveness, she was denied it. I think the, I think say the thing that she deserves at least is to be trialled on British soil. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on that? I think for me, you kind of put that very eloquently there. But I think for me, it showed, it showed me what it's like. To, it, if you wanted the biggest example of what it was like to be that person in this country, it was that. Because it showed me that we ain't really British. We ain't. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't really identify as British we'll talk about that another day I think that's quite a good thing to talk about another day oh uh, yeah it showed me that we're only British until something happens it's like yeah yeah it's, it's like with um, the footballer Kareem Benzema yeah he said once in an interview that he's only French when he scores goals but when he doesn't score goals or he doesn't play well in a game he's Arab you know what I mean and that's the yeah. thing. and it's it's always the same with criminals and crimes that occur when there's a person of color involved. I don't really like using the word person of color, but in the same yeah. context, I'm gonna use it. When it's a person of color like who does a crime, their ethnicity is always brought up. Always. But when Jimmy Savile does something, his whiteness isn't brought up. It's just it's as if we're Passages in this country, we're not we're not actually part of the whole, yeah, like part of the system itself. We're just here on borrowed time. Mm. And don't get me wrong, like Shamima Begum, in my opinion, she needs to be tried. They need to prosecute her. That's that's fine. I'm not disagreeing with that. But are we saying that she doesn't even because she's not true, truly British, that she doesn't even deserve a fair trial? Is that what we're saying now? Does it mean that you have to be a ethnic Brit, a white Brit, to be able to have a fair trial? That's what I'm trying to say. And also, yeah, she was groomed, like you said. Like you said earlier, she was groomed. But the media, if you, if you were to look at papers, like the Sun, the Mail, we know the papers and tabloids and that. Yeah, yeah. If we were to look at a painter, they pick, pictured of her, like they, the way they portrayed her, there, it wouldn't be of someone who was groomed. Because remember, the way they portrayed those who are groomed as young white kids. And who is the person who grooms them? Normally, Pakistani males, Indian subcontinental males, South Asian males. Do you know what I'm trying to say? She looks like that. Yeah. So why she can't be groomed. Because she doesn't, you know, I'm trying to say there's so many things. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you see. Yeah, like you said, like it's not a black and white issue. It's it's so nuanced, and I think I think it's bigger than the actual thing that's happened. It kind of symb- yeah. it symbolizes so many issues that are going on in this country. I understand the views of that. Like I said, it just sums up how we're treated and looked at by the government because of our skin, because of who we, what we believe in. You know, yeah. we don't get the fair trials that everyone else does. Even though we say we, do, we are, we're not. 
because this is the biggest example, a huge, huge case where they have a whole proper procedure at all. Yeah. And they're blatantly ignoring what the whole government's saying and putting their own laws, not their own laws, their own thoughts and action into something. There's, there's, a, there's laws for a reason. Mm. It's so we can follow the system. If you can't follow the system, what does that say about the country? What does it say about the treatment towards other races? I think that's people of colour, which even I don't like saying that. Because with people, regardless of colour, yeah, it, that, that, that kind of hurts me a little bit. I hear that. What, what do you think? Do you think, in your opinion, should you come home? I think, I don't, because you can't stop thinking about saying that after she was groomed as a child, she, she, went, she gave birth to her first child, what I was reading, and they passed, well, the baby passed away shortly afterwards, right? I think the baby passed away during birth, I'm not exactly sure, but then she gave birth to two other kids, right? And they both died while she was in entertainment. I remember, remember this all happened when she was a kid. Do you think she signed up to something like that? To mm. go through the pain of the uh, of giving childbirth three times just to be turned away? Like, I'm not saying that she uh, she's not at fault. She is at fault to a certain extent, but grooming affects people in many different ways. Like this was an impressionable young woman, young child, not a woman, she's a child. She, she, she wasn't even old enough to register to vote. Think about that. Like, People understand that a child was involved, not an adult, not uh, just she was just barely a teenager. At this she was point. fifteen, wasn't so, she? She was fifteen. Yes. Yeah, so so what, what's that in school years? That's um, year year ten, year nine, year ten. Around so that. That's, that's year nine, year ten. Like people, then you go through teenage hormones, teenage angst. You know, your body's changing, like, that sort of thing. Like. You still don't understand what's going on with yourself. You have different thoughts. Everyone's gone through it. Yeah, Yet yeah. someone had used that time of confusion to exploit her and bring her over to the country, as well as two other girls. Remember that as well. And she's not the one case. Like, if she was a special case, you'd say maybe like she was on her own. But this has happened to numerous people. But they've been groomed. So what I say is that she deserves definitely to have a fair trial on British soil because yeah. that is what the law states it. That has to happen and not only that I I would say she deserves perhaps rehabilitation yeah because you got to say she was probably given an idea of this really magical land in Syria right not the war-torn place it had become right so yeah. when she went there she she must have not she of course she didn't enjoy it she was a child she was given something and she was she was given the, the idea of something and ended up uh, receiving something else Right. She went through all this pain, turmoil. She was not out fighting on the battlefields. She was pushed to the side. You know, she was marrying people who were twice her age. You know, it was a crazy ordeal for her as well. I don't support what she did, right? But there's a lot of things you have to say that went that play a part and important factors into the whole situation. Yeah, which is why I'd say, you know, I guess stripping the citizenship uh, is definitely wrong. That's why she deserves perhaps a rehabilitation. Program scheme because that's shown to be I can't remember the name, but it's, it's happened to a few people who went to uh Syria where they come out a bit rehabilitated and now they're normal citizens again. So I don't I don't understand that. How old is she now? She went she's, she's 21 right now. She's a very young adult, a very, very young adult. Has she's her whole three, life three years older than me. She's one year older than me, uh, basically. Uh, that's why that's what hits home, really? hits home to me. Like she is. Like, I don't see myself as old at all. I still must see myself as the 
18-year-old guy who still doesn't even know what the world is like, basically. You know, uh, she was going to the D page at a very young age. I mean, the D page, this was something more than the D page, you know. Yeah, yeah. As a uh, she didn't understand. I don't understand it. You got put as a mind of a child. She's being treated as an adult, right? Where she everything she experienced and did was as a child. Mm. So, so that's what I deserve. She deserved not. I wouldn't say a second chance, but a chance at rehabilitation to begin with, mm. and then see what goes on from there. Yeah, I remember. So, what would you say? What do you think about? Yeah. I remember one thing I'm going to say is I remember that I remember once we were having a conversation with our friend with an offering group about friendship group about this and I'm not going to say the name of, of one of my boys because I don't have permission to say that but yeah. uh, he said he said that to say she comes back and she starts radicalizing other people yeah what then just playing devil's advocate could you be putting other people at risk of doing the same by bringing her back? I don't know. Well, they've got to look at, I guess... But that's where rehabilitation comes in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you can't... If she came back, there's no way she'd be allowed to go into the free world just like that at yeah. all. The things she's seen, the things she's experienced, the things that she's been put in her head, she most likely had still... I won't say she had these ideas because I can't speak for her, but... She she's not one hundred percent mentally stable at all. Really, yeah. what she's seen. I don't. Did you see the interview that she did on TV. Uh, the very recent one, a couple of days ago. I haven't actually. Now the one, like the one time ago. Oh, the time ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, you could tell like that she's not. You know what I'm trying to say, like. Yeah. You with us? You gone? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm done here. I'm here. Ah, uh, cool, cool. It just froze for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, wasn't she fearing for her life as well at the time? So it wasn't like she was, I guess, you could just know that it just wasn't right with her. Uh, yeah. Nothing was, everything was right with her at all. If she, you could tell when someone's lying, you can't even tell blatantly when someone's lying on live TV. Yeah. Like, there's just certain signs that it gives out. But, for me, like you said, there was just something wrong, something off, you could say. The way she spoke, the way she spoke about experiences and everything. And a second chance, like you said, I would say that's a big leap that perhaps maybe a second chance, not to the fullest extent, you know. But rebuild, not re- she just deserves 100%. Like I said before, I would reiterate, she deserves a trial because that's what the British law states. Yeah. So it's, it's just... Uh, say, say what you want she was, she was a British born citizen like I just what people's got to do is take emotion out of it and look at the facts a mm. British born citizen was groomed online and was then brainwashed and manipulated to go to another country where then still as a child was married to a man double her age gave birth to a child who died and two more who died in uh, captivity after that she fled she uh, fled and uh, fled for her safety and was denied her uh, citizenship by the government she was asking for safety from. Now she stays in a refugee camp. Yeah, she's stateless in a refugee camp. Do you know what's so, mad about everything you just said? What? If you... All the things that you just said about her situation, if you just said them like you did without ever mentioning her name, her ethnicity, anything. If you said that to a random person on the street... 
I'm telling you, most likely nine times out of ten, their reaction will be like, wow, like what the hell is that happening? What, what the hell is yeah, going on? Yeah, how is that allowed? How are we letting that happen? Now, the new ones that her name is Shamima Begum, she's of Bengali heritage. And she's Muslim. That's that's, them, that's the big deciding factor. Not the fact that she was a child or anything, mm. but the fact that she is brown. She was born brown. She believes into a different religion that they do. Yeah. Which, you know, it, like I said, it shows, I guess, how the British government and the British citizens view people of colour in this country. Yeah. I think she, it's also the situation kind of, it shows how polarising the society that we are in right now is because it's like yeah. if you support her something that you're con- you're condoning extremism or yeah. not Which supporting is... her per se but supporting her a right to to citizenship you know yeah. so... imagine how mad that is that there's actually an argument going on that that she she should that she has a right to come home like the hell man <laughs> why, why is about this it's just it's just she, crazy she, they, she's really in this country stuff. she's this country's issue she, I she know when they made her stateless they were trying to make her go back to Bangladesh she'd never been to Bangladesh she don't know about that country that's her parents country yeah her country was the UK yeah where she was born or up it's simple as that but that's the thing uh, if you you said to her uh, let's say, a white person of European heritage, yeah, they did the same thing. They'd be brought back to the UK and not the country their parents were from. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. But it's just, it, it just shows the double standards, like you said, that the, that the government has, you know, for only British when it's needed to be, only British when something happens. Mm. I think there needs to be that, education. I think people need to be educated about this whole situation because we do live in a very, like, headline culture. Where it's like, yeah, you the headline on the newspaper, and you're like, oh, Shamima Begum's a terrorist. Well, she's not, because if you actually do your research, you'd understand that the women who joined this ISIS, they're treated like they're basically oppressed, they're basically treated as sex slaves. They're just there for have yeah. they marry, like you said, a man double their age, or people quite deranged, you know what I'm trying to say, and then, yeah, like, they're put in that situation. Warton, Syria, these societies, do you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And that's not looked upon. And yeah, we, like, need to have think- a, we need to have a conversation about how that's happening because that is a valid conversation. Why is this happening? Why are we yeah. seeing so many young people be radicalised, be groomed online? We need to have a conversation about that. I know it's it's very though as technology and everything involved, so do the tactics of the criminals as well. Now they start using different forms and techniques to start I guess manipulating people. Like you could say if you're a young Muslim in the country and you all you see is you tell you're a terrorist, you don't belong here. All right, I'm not saying if I turn anyone to a, a terrorist themselves, but these thoughts paint someone's head and if the right person with the right type of charisma comes along and uses that to make you go to a different country. That needs to be spoken about as well because you got to you got to say anyone. I can say anyone in this world can be groomed. You don't, you may not know it yourself. You could be groomed, but it's the fact that grooming is not obvious to the person to the victim. Like, and that's another thing that she is a victim. Still, if you view it like that, she's a victim. 
even mm. you can't, I guess you can't you can't excuse the fact that she did go to Syria. Okay, that 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 is a big thing. But she's a big. She you don't think she she went to Syria just so she could start marry someone who was nowhere near her age range and look at birth to multiple children while being a child. You think that's you think that's the only reason she went? That like, it, it confuses me how people don't look at look at everything on one sided, but look at everything on both sides of the argument to gain a full conclusion. You know, mm. I want to give an example. When you look at our war, right, not one side is right at all, most of the times. Yeah. Uh, not in World War, but like civil wars and all that. There's two different sides. People have two different thoughts, uh, two different things, thinking, yeah. I guess, thoughts of a situation, you know. You look at the soldiers, all right, they might believe one thing, us other soldiers might, might believe another. You know, but if you bring the stories together, it tells you something different. Because what I'm seeing, right, this is why, like I said, it's a very headline clickbaity society that we live in nowadays where yeah. these Clip companies will use trigger words so terrorist you know uh just anything something something that will catch the user's attention and the reader's attention to pick up the article and maybe they'll say something in then where you see how these right-wing newspapers you know the sun uh daily mail are they love to criticize people of color anyway it's evident i mean everyone knows that at this point so what people need to do is, is educate themselves or I put it on the TV. You know, I'm not saying you support Shania Begum, but you just help both sides of the story. There's always two sides to a point. There's never one, there's nothing's ever one-sided in the world. Who's the blame for this happening? Hmm. Who's to blame? That's a uh, 100, well, always you've got to blame the people at ISIS, you know, for what they've done, as well as what would you, what would you, what do you mean? Who's to blame for what? Shamir Begum's situation or the grooming? I think generally just how we let how this is happening. Who like the Because I think 100%. I think there's too much of a I think there's too much of an emphasis on on the the Muslim community. If that makes sense, I think people. Yeah, I think conversations need to be had, but. I think we need to remember. I remember watching an interview. Um, I think that my wife, um, I, it was speaking to her, her Shamima's like family. Yeah. Uh, they said that um, she wasn't like practicing. That we used to like we used to not force her, but like we used to tell her like to wear the hijab when she used to go to school or something. Um, like she wasn't someone who embraced her faith let's say like jumped yeah. um and that's i think kind of of a common theme for me when i look through when i research and read about these cases and radicalization in general is it's not it's not people who like in terms of their iman were like steady yeah. iman, steadfast in their mind it's not them who are being groomed it's not them who are being radicalized you know, I'm yeah. to, it's not them who are being affected or being um, influenced by what these these idiots are saying. Do you know what I mean? Because they know they know what the what the hug is in it. They know what the truth is. Yeah, know? and that's the thing. It's it's the both extremes. Yes, I understand. You got one extreme. We got them. ISIS, yeah. ISIS people, them sort of people, and then you got people on the other side. Who then they don't necessarily practice or something. 
and that they're yeah. easy to influence. Because if you tell them a certain thing, then they're more likely to think, oh, okay, let me join, let me join them. Because they're telling me something that the that I'm not being told elsewhere. That's why when you see they prey on the vulnerable, innit? In in all situations. For example, the way they move is they'll tell you, for example, if you're a kid whose family died in a bombing done by the Americans, for example. Yeah. They'll tell you, oh, America, America, look what they did to your family. They called your family. And we're going to get revenge for your family. So join us. That's how they work. Now, if you think a, log- a log- logical human being, if you think it properly, that's not how the, f- that's not how the world works. Yeah. You get me? They prey on the vulnerable, the mentally unstable people from certain backgrounds. It's why if you look at knife crime, prison rates, all of that, it's not people who are from steady households or like stable households, rather. It's people who have been in care. It's people who have lost a parent. It's people who have been kicked out early in education. It's people with no sense of stability in their lives. That's why they get into crime. That's why maybe they get influenced by these extreme ideologies because they want to be part of something. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? If your, whole life, if your whole life you've never found a calling and you're isolated by society, because you ain't got, your fam- you ain't got family or maybe mentally you're having issues due to situations at home maybe, I'm not sure. But if yeah. these issues are affecting you and someone of a certain ideology comes to you, then you're more inclined to believe it. This historically has always happened. But in times of crisis, yeah, yeah. extremes are always where people go to, politically, in all situations. So why would it not be the same here? You know what I mean? If someone is in their own life, is having issues, then if a normal, conventional life of school, for example, of work, of basically just a normal life in this country, for example, if that doesn't have any sense of healing or helping someone to bettering themselves, then next man from wherever comes and tells you that um, America is this, the Jews are that. They're the reason for what's happening in the Muslim world or wherever. It's like in, in a very sensationalized way, they fill your mind with propaganda. Yep. And most of it's like untrue. And even what's true, they manipulate it. They manipulate the Quran, they manipulate everything. I don't, I mean, like, the way I see it is, when you see, they pick up people, they pick up people who have been alone, who've never, I guess, felt that the, the feeling of being part of something bigger. So when you mm. introduce someone to that feeling, they'll want more. You mm. know, knife type, for example. When, I'll give you an example. When people are growing up in the council homes, you know, the really poor, poor the council estates, the very poor areas, right? They probably kids have education. They feel alone. They feel alone. They feel vulnerable. But when they're introduced to people who got your backs, you know, you know, stay there they're with you with the knife times and with the gangs, they feel, they feel a part of something bigger, defending their own postcodes and everything like that. Yeah. It's stupid. The same. Same mentality we apply to anything, you know, the rebels in a certain country, you know, uh, ISIS, how ISIS will bring them kids, you know, that's how the same thing is. But they yeah. pick on, like you said, they pick on people who are vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable, 
I guess, mentally vulnerable as well. You know, people who want to be part of something, people who just don't want to feel like how they are now. So when they give them something, when they give them a taste of something nice, they use it to learn them in. And the reality isn't what it seems for them. And that's how they push people in. That's the way I see it. So when you start looking at, you know, the root causes of all this, the, why are people getting Who are getting them? Why? Like, is the British government themselves failing kids, the new generation? Mm. Uh, there's a lot of things that are playing the factor, which I, first of all, believe that the British government is failing the new generation. Of course they are. They're, you know what I'm saying? The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poorer. Right? They're leaving these men left for dead, basically. And what yeah. happens when you leave someone without any purpose and then they get something? They'll also want more of it. Uh, it's just education. That's why education and just the feeling of being welcomed is such an important thing, especially to a growing person. Mm. You know, you're at a time where you need a, a figure, a, a parental figure, so to speak. Someone who yeah. feels like they take care of you has got your back. Because many people don't feel that. So yeah. that's the yeah, way I see where you don't even know who you are. Yeah, it's like, you, you, you feel like you're still, you feel like you're out of place. That's how every teenager feels at a certain point. And that's when these people pick on them the most. I hear that. But it's like, yes, some people can't be blamed, but it's like, the root, you've got to look at the root causes. You can't end the problem by putting a pastor over it, all right? You've got to find out yeah. why it's coming back. Why, why, why do you put a pastor over it? Why do you fix something temporarily? Why did it keep getting destroyed? You've got to find out the root cause of it. You know, these quick fixes that the government thinks they're going to do, it's not going to work. The long-term overhaul, which, which affects everyone, you know. It, it's just how the root cause is what's causing the, you know, the root cause, basically, I'd say, is, you know, the children not being educated enough. The children are being left headed, you know. They're not getting enough school. It's a lot of things, a lot complicated than just one thing, but the root the, the main point is that the kids are being left dead and that's why when someone comes along and gives them a sense of purpose is what brings them towards all these sorts of stuff because you've got to think about a lot deeper to why kids are going to Syria why kids are joining uh, gangs why 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 just people are doing stupid stuff nowadays why younger people yeah. our age are doing stupid stuff because we are at a time where we're emotionally, we're changing, we're developing, we're emotionally developing in our brains, we're developing emotionally, we're maturing, or we think we're maturing. You know, so that's when these adults who know what we're going through, who knows what we're feeling and what weaknesses we have, and that's what weaknesses uh, we all go through, and how to exploit them are coming over and taking these people. Yeah. I think I want to come to your point about like joining these groups, I'm joining gangs, for example. I think you're right in terms of how there's so many factors because like, I think we, like we spoke earlier, there's like where you're from, where you grew up, that sort of stuff. There's all these social indicators yeah. that are reasons for that. Like we've already mentioned, your situation in school, whether you were, it's like most majority of the, like I said earlier, majority of the people in prisons in the UK all it, like were expelled from school. Yeah. yeah. Poverty is another social indicator. Yeah. So socioeconomics is a very important factor as to why people join gangs, for example. But I also think 
the way people portray and this this again comes to our point about how the media has this double standard is like yeah with terrorism the government even the government um released a report like like a week or two ago and they said that the majority of people who are arrested for terrorism are white but if you if you if you say that to a person, random person on the street, they'd be like, "No, you dumb." Like they wouldn't believe that. Yeah, they're, Mus- they're Muslims, man. Like they're Muslims. It's just the way, you know. I said the 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 smallest groups are the loudest ones, which is why we get yeah. like we getting, I guess, put included with them. You know, uh, I don't really get the percentage of how many Muslims are It's like minuscule number. Yeah. yeah. The half of the picture thinks are terrorists. You know, it's like it's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors that people think the media love. They love the attention, which is why they they prey on this sort of ideal that the brown people are Muslims because it, it captures people's attentions. Yeah, they use the current affairs to, I guess, bring in the views, bring in the clicks, bring in the number of people reading it. So, yeah, yeah. it's just an interesting thing in general. And like I said about how. Poverty and education plays a huge role. Of course, it does. If you were educated, if you had the education, you'd understand what is right and what is wrong definitively. Uh, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be any confusion in your head. Like we know, us two know. Okay, uh, our educated. We've been educated. Alhamdulillah, we've had received good education. Uh, we know a nice prime Islam joining uh, haram of bad in general. It's just bad joining gangs are bad. You know, there's no there's no fruits coming out of this you know it's just a never-ending cycle of working for someone else uh being a pushover you know getting a little bit of money but then always looking behind your back uh, what sort of life is that which is why people who don't see an end i guess to the struggle their struggle is why they turn to these things as well like yeah. there's so many factors uh, this whole topic could be a podcast on its own a podcast on its own it really could that's how yeah. the way it's going is yeah, it is. Yeah, we went from Fumia Begum to now the root cause. Um, yeah, as I, it's like, it's just a lot of what we about to say. Yeah, now Kyrie is cool. Ah, forgot now. <laughs> Your debut on a podcast. Uh, trust me. Yeah, well, man. yeah, I was just gonna ask you about like, you talked about education. Do you think the way we're educated in this country is also a reason why, why, um, not just like people joining extreme groups and I'm not not just like the ISIS and these sort of groups I think in general just like the far right as well joining groups like the EDL Britain first that sort of stuff because I think it might I'm gonna ask you in a minute about what, what you think but for me it's like I think the way we're taught about the UK and the history of the UK is it kind of leads to people when they find out themselves to create a reaction. Because in school, we've been through the school system. What do we learn in history? We learn about Tudors, how many wives Henry VIII had. We learn about the Romans. We learn about the Victorians. But we don't learn about how Britain colonized the whole world. We don't learn yeah. about how they went into countries and did a whole divide and rule thing. So putting people, brothers and sisters, brothers and brother, neighbor on neighbor, 
people who for years were happily living together. Look at India, for example. Yeah. Look at India, British India. When they went into India, India was, you had Muslims, Hindus, Sikhs living side by side in harmony. Yeah, there's been flashpoints in history and there's been tension, not denying that, but by coming in and creating this divide and rule. And I think that's what's happening now. Sense of divide and rule, divide and conquer, where it's us against them. And I feel like coming back to the Shimmy and Vega thing, I think this is quite evident of that, where it's like, you're you're not like us. So you're with them. So we're gonna treat you a certain way. It's like it's like this sort of thing where it's like you've chosen your path, so you when you're not gonna get any of the benefits of Britishness because you've chosen your team without looking at the parameters and the nuances of how she came to going to Syria, without even looking yeah. at all these situations because she went against the grain, for example, she loses her identity. You know what I'm trying to say? And I feel like yeah. with education particularly, if if you, for example, you've never been taught about the British Empire, you've never been taught about, for example, the Iraq War, um, the Gulf War, these sort of things, these issues where geopolitics is present, and obviously like there's been killings of Muslims for example and then yeah. next man on the street comes up to you and says look at how the West killed all these Muslims our brothers and sisters look how they killed them and you've never heard about this you've never learned about this at school no and this guy's coming to you saying all these things but in a certain way like you said earlier wars are not fought on one point no one not one person is right you get me? There's two sides. There's two sides. Yeah. Of so if one guy yeah, yeah. comes to you and says, oh, look at what they did without actually looking at. There's like, like they say, there's one person's perspective, another person's perspective and the truth. And this person's giving you the extreme perspective where they're manipulating the truth for their own agenda. And the same way that these sort of people will use, like how these sort of people extreme in all sense they will use propaganda they'll manipulate the truth they'll manipulate statistics they'll manipulate anything to suit their agenda and they'll give you statistics for example of how many people were killed x amount of people where this happened to them and that happened to them and they'll make you think all right like is this how britain is moving is this how they're moving in the muslim muslim countries and and i'm here i'm I'm living here and then that that makes you think all right like what am I doing here? Like, these lot are the enemy. That's how they get you to yeah. think. That's how they get you to think. And in the same way, how the far right would probably move. Where it's like, for example, your dad, a white guy, his dad gets laid off at work, loses his job. They're, he's replaced by a West African man, a Ghanaian man, for example. He's probably going to think, the way they're going to think, they'll be like, bro, my dad got fired for this, this guy. He's not even from here. And this comes into the whole, they're stealing our yeah. they're doing this, they're doing that. But actually, they're not because immigrants in this country have historically done the jobs that natives of this country weren't really doing. Like when I know, for, for example, my grandparents, when they came to this country, they were working in the factories. They were doing yeah. hard labor, man. 
They didn't come here and take the big jobs. They grafted. But a picture's painted. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you with that. So, like, you were used to have an educational system. It's outdated. Mm. They haven't updated it for the new generation. For the past couple of generations, haven't they? keep showing this, this picture of Britain is a glorious country that used to rule so many countries. It used to be the biggest uh, of global elite in the world. It was the biggest empire ever, right? So they never really show, all right, how they got there, what yeah. they did, the sort of things that were coming there. The, the actual committees, like, an example of this, you see the Americans, often they don't even know how the America, how America got colonized. They just think that I've watched some videos, they just think they were, they were white Americans there from the beginning. I'm like, what? <laughs> how do you believe in that? Like, do you guys actually not know the nah, story? They think, they think Christopher Columbus discovered America, although he landed in Hispaniola, the island of Hispaniola. He didn't land in America. I don't know it's just it's so much like there's so much just a biased way of being taught with biased history, you know, history that favors the country, you know, history that isn't even accurate. That you look at that, you look at that when you find out something you've believed for your whole life and you're given something that shows you that it was wrong. Like you that you were showing about the guy who was uh, shown of how the Muslims are being treated or worse treated by the British. It, in the past, uh, in other countries, thinking, why am I supporting them then? If, if they did this to my own, my own brothers, my own ancestors, why am I supporting them now? That's and what that's how they get ideologies. Yeah, yeah. I, it's both ways. The right wing as well. The right wing. What they probably do is they probably think how glorious the, the British Empire was and how the, uh, the how Britain was booming until the immigrants came and started taking all their jobs, and now they're all here sitting uh, on ben- sitting just getting benefits or doing anything whilst all this. All the immigrants, you know, black people, Asian people, anyone who is not white, white British, white, not even white, white British. You see, I, I was at work. I noticed that, like, this is so at work. I noticed it was an Italian immigrant. He was a white guy, Italian immigrant, but he was treated wrong because he didn't have a British accent. Because he didn't have the accent. But he was probably more educated than half those guys there. Because he didn't have the accent, he was treated wrongly. He was treated differently. Yeah. Which is, just shows how... Uh, people say the UK is racist. The UK is one hundred percent racist. Like, there's not one thing that uh, I've seen think of Britain the least racist. Least racist is still racist. At the end of the day, you know, you can't just say uh, you can't say someone's broken. You're broken an arm, yeah. Oh yeah, well it's eighty percent healed, yeah, but it's still not fully working. It's still broken. If it's, uh, it's broken, it's broken. If it's not one hundred percent healed, it's one hundred percent healed. You know, that's what it shows me about how the educational system because. When you're growing up, yeah, these ideologies get put into your head. To begin, everyone, like, you know, uh, you can be back in the Cold War where communism was taught to the Russians and American capitalism was taught to the, the Americans, you know. You grow up, so that's why they have these two banging ideologies, they bang heads on these ideologies. They were both grown up, they think one was right and one was wrong. And it's yeah. the same with this. One is right, one is wrong. You know, we're not taught the right things at school. We're taught... Like the Tudors, why do we need to know about the Tudors? Why, can't, why don't we learn something that's more interesting? No one cares about Henry and his wives. Like, well, how, did that help, how did that affect the global uh, evolution of society? How did that affect the people? If you learn, what you need to know is the truth about everything. You know, even, how... you know what? Even if you learn about, I think it's not even, I think you're right when you talk about it's out of date. That's very true. But I think you need to kind of look at what's like the 
the complexion of society, how what society looks like. Because yeah. to me, if I'm learning about, like you said, Henry VIII, that's not really going to make me interested. So I mean, and then yeah. you say, okay, but you're in U- the UK, so why should we teach you about Indian history? That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. So why don't you learn about, yeah. so why don't we learn about contemporary UK history that affects us nowadays? We're going through That's Brexit true. right now, so why don't we learn about how Britain, like 20th century politics, for example? Maybe learn about that, because that affects us today. Yes. Why, why do we need to learn about history from, like, history that, to be honest, doesn't really affect us? Because when then you can say, oh, but the empire was 100-something years ago, but the, the ramifications of the empire are still present. Yep. The empire may be finished, but the legacy of the empire still remains. Do you know what I mean? Yep. There's, there's loads of just like Indian Pakistan, how they both the governments uh, ahead, you know, 100 years ago, that wasn't the case. And there was no government, it was one government. Uh, that's just a clear indicator of the effects of the, the effects of the British rule in general. Now, that's an example. Like, we could learn the effects. That would be very interesting. What, why, what did the British, how did the British Empire affect how each of the countries are now in their current state? Mm. Why don't they saw that? Something that I've said that applies to us now. Uh, okay, fair enough, you might know about the Tudors, but how will the Tudors affect us in our, I guess, political educational knowledge? How is it going to help us in anything? Do you think about history, all right? Or GCSE A-level history? I personally don't uh, do uh, A-level history, but if you're taught something that has to do with the Tudors, like that, that's not going to help you. If you're talking about how the British Empire affected the development of each country, so that would help you more. Bro, I do A-level history. <laughs> what, 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 what things do we learn? Oh, what we learn? So yeah, we learn yeah. About, we learn about... Germany from the end of World War One to 1989. Yeah. yeah, 1989, fall of the Berlin Wall. And you learn about how Germany went from a liberal democracy to a dictatorship to a democracy and how East Germany and West Germany united again. And then we learn about Italy, how Italy became a liberal, went from a liberal democracy to a fascist state and how the fascist state fell. And then in year 13, we learn about the British experience of warfare. So we have little... That's an interesting topic. You see the British experience of how the British British went into wars. And it's quite funny because like in class, we'll have like lessons where we, we look at, for example, the Navy and... Wait, are you um, talking about the British history of how they went the wars that they went to, why they caused the why the wars why were they involved in the wars or uh so basically you talk about like how Britain fought, the weapons they used, the wars they fought in. Oh is that so it's that sort of stuff. So it's like the Napoleonic Wars against the French, World War One, the Boer War, the Crimean War, Crimean War, and that sort of stuff. And it kind of showed me something, kind of learning, because I'm the only person of colour in my class. And it kind of showed me something about where we are in terms of education, in terms of where, in terms of like race relations, actually. Because for me, we were learning about the Navy and about the Empire and stuff like that. And 
obviously people like and they're quite proud obviously they're going to be quite proud of the british empire mm. or what it stood for because to them the british empire was a symbol of dominance symbol of british greatness and yeah you can say okay the british empire was not entirely bad but so you need like you like you said before you need to have a fully rounded view of history and i think yep. that's what needs to be happening because i don't get this fascination with learning about countries like germany and italy that don't affect us that don't affect me we're learning about ethnic minorities in Turkey, like from Turkey who went and lived in Germany. Why don't we learn about ethnic minorities who came from like Windrush? That's such a huge issue. Yeah, that's why don't we learn about? Yeah, why don't we learn about the immigrants from the Caribbean, from from um from South Asia, from East Africa, who came and yeah. lived in the country in the 20th century and from the 1950s onwards? That's relevant. And that affects our lives because that's how that's why we're here, man. And it actually gives and it's 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 positive as well because it it allows for yeah that's for for those who are white to get an idea of Salah's gone again. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got it's, it's back in. Yeah, oh, I think I think my phone. You know that. Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm on laptop. I don't trust my phone. I would, I would use my laptop. I should have used a laptop. You know that. that right, next time. More sense. Next time. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like I was saying, it, it, I think it's good because by doing that, by learning about those sort of topics, it, it allows for the white student or someone our age is white to yeah. get an understanding of, oh, so that's why Garmin and Zali, they think of the empire in that way because, do you know what I mean? It gives them a more... Because when you're from a certain, from a certain background, and this happens yeah. with us as well, I'm, I'll be honest, with social media, everything, we control what we look at, isn't it? Yeah. So if you support a certain football team, you're only going to look at that football team. If you support a political party, you're only going to look at the manifesto of that political party. If you only like, if you only like certain shows, you'll only watch certain shows. Or if on your Insta feed you only follow certain people, which is what I'm trying to say. And I think it's the same here, where if you're middle class white kid from, from Cambridge, you're only gonna look at things that affect your life. And the British Empire, the legacy of the British Empire, racism, them, those sort of things are not gonna be part of it. So then when it comes down to a brown person or a black person saying that the empire was wrong for how it treated people and you're going to stay oh, yeah. what? what are you on about because because it's not in your reality because you haven't seen racism up front because you haven't learned about how Britain colonised the world in the way it did you know what I'm trying to say how these sort of things happen yeah, yeah. of course you're going to deny it and even if you don't deny it it won't it won't make sense to you and this is where education comes in That's, that's, that's a good point because, like you said, we choose to see what we want to see. Mm. Whereas with education, we're given the picture. Uh, we, it's not like we want to see it, we're given it. You know, university, like, because you know what I'm saying, like, the education is outdated. Look at university, yeah, you've given the two sides of the story. You may not want to see it, but it's there. 
it helps you improve an understanding. Yeah. Which is like, which then excite what people understand is when you speak against a certain thing that they believe in, it's not because we could say we have full 100% hatred towards it. It's because we know stuff. We, we've been educated on the topic and learned the heinous things or the bad things that they've committed. It goes both ways. We're not saying well, every single empire was perfect. Some things that every, everyone, no one that was 100% right. No one is. Everyone mm. knows that. But it was when you're educated, you know what's more wrong. What's, what's morally wrong? What did they do was morally wrong? Because they, they on purpose don't educate themselves on the bad things of an empire because they don't want to be ashamed or feel disappointed. And then when, when you tell them things, they'll say you're not happy about being British. You're not happy. You don't enjoy living in England. You don't enjoy being a British citizen. Uh, there's a few things to that. First of all, all right, you're the one telling me I'm not uh, being happy. I never said that. All right, I'm happy to be British. Second of all, I'll give you an example. Why would I sit through and watch England play in the World Cups, in, in the International World Cups, right? Why would I watch those stuff like that? Okay, actually watching France, Portugal, Spain, Germany. Yeah. You think I'm, I'm celebrating it's coming home for England? Uh, no way. It's just patriotic that we've got. I don't, that's what we're doing. It's like you're telling me that I don't, I'm not a patriot or I enjoy the country. Oh, I'm putting myself to the torture watching this. I'm watching those bottle semi finals and everything, bro. It's like it's quarter final, semi finals, you know. It's, it's just annoys me. You know, we could be saying France is coming along. We could be saying French, you know, I'd 100% rather support French, the French football team, right? But I'm so here we are supporting England because we're born in England. It's like an obligation that we feel British, and that's how we support England. That's what I don't understand. That we we were born in British. What makes it any less British? No, I, I went to Tesco when I was I went to the I went to Morrison's. So like I went to I don't know any other countries. I was a bit off in there. I only stopped, but yeah, it just annoys me. Like who angered you? Who angered you? I'm just thinking about why we support England and I was thinking about the other day I was just thinking why Queen is a little you're speaking sport. like you're a match of the day I could have watched the French game I could have watched the Dutch game <laughs> we, watched the, we watched the England team it's just like there's a reason because we're British because we were born in Britain we have that sense of belonging towards the British culture towards the English mm. culture so you don't, you don't say to us that we're not proud to be British it's not that we're just we just educate ourselves on what England has done wrong. What every every single Pakistan's done something wrong. Saudi's done things wrong. Pakistan, every country's done wrong. Which is why you gotta have a full view in anything. Uh, to speak against something doesn't mean you're hate you got a hate towards it, you know. I'll give a very controversial not controversial, but I'll give you a big thing. Speaking against Israel. People say say speak against Israel, you're an anti-Semite, which is not true at all. You're speaking against the actions that have been doing on the Palestinian people. Doesn't mean I hate the Jews or the Jews in there. I hate the government for what they're doing. I don't know what they're okay. doing. Like what they're doing, how they oppress the Palestinians is a different thing. Doesn't mean I hate the people living there. Uh, it's the same sort yeah. of thing like that. Yeah, that's uh, true. That was my uh, rant going on there. That was a proper rant. <laughs> natural, man. This ain't your first. Uh, this ain't your first rodeo. It is, bro, lad. I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm still Isn't nervous. It? Yeah, yeah, man. I think it's uh, before before Sardis starts shaking. I think it's a good time to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good podcast, man. Thank it's you for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure.
I think I I knew this is something that's like you're quite passionate about. To think that we went from talking about Shamima Begum to where we are now, to Sala talking about. What should the sports come to? Well, that that would be a good idea. Branch out to different. Before before finish, um, I just wanted to say a few things about what's coming soon. Uh, Like at the start of the show, I was just kind of saying that it's been a bit of a tough year for for us in terms of like with school with um lockdown and stuff like that um obviously this it's kind of hampered our like productivity in terms of making shows for you for you all um to kind of watch to kind of get involved involved in but inshallah we've been in in the background we've actually been planning a few things so we've got we've got a show coming soon <laughs> that's gonna be jokes it's gonna be I'm excited for that. Friday and chill, yeah. That's yeah, bro, great. come on, wrong man. You got your PS5 ready? Yeah, I'm loving on that. Is it? I've been practicing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're getting ready, yeah? yeah? Yeah, man. We got that coming soon, inshallah, people. Friday and chill is gonna be a new show. Um added to the the, the roster. Um is featuring man like Saleh next to me right here and myself. It's gonna just be quite chill that show. Um, we won't have my man get on a run. We'll kind of talk about issues that kind of affect us as well. Whilst, yeah. Uh, whilst enjoying a game of FIFA, solid. Whilst get back, bro. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, there's there's lots coming soon, inshallah, people. So watch this space. Um, we got um, we got we're planning a show. For the sisters as well. But that's the only that's a project solely done by the sisters. Uh, so that's that's something to watch out for. I got high hopes for that potential for that's exponential. So um, see that coming inshallah as well. But yeah, man, so I love for coming on, bro. It's been a pleasure, man. No, all mine, bro. All mine. Love, man. Love. Enjoyed yeah. about this topic. Pleasure, bro. Pleasure. And yeah, I'm kind of trying to make this podcast like we want to hear what young Muslims are saying. So. If you want to get involved, speak about topics that is- is- and issues that affect you, please like, don't hesitate to DM us on Instagram at team underscore wahda. Uh, yeah, this this podcast will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, unless unless Saad is rant about England football team and that gets us cancelled. Unless it gets us cancelled, I'll be on all, all those platforms. But, but yeah, um, Zakhle people, till next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa